Savage Mind Podcast. Testing. Savage Mind Podcast. Testing. One, two, three. Are we live? Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. You know we're fucking live. That's what we fucking do. How the hell y'all doing, man? I hope everyone is good. I hope everyone is staying humble and living savage and taking the steps to evolve and grow and to create the best life possible and become the elevated version of ourself that we didn't even know we were capable of because society has programmed us at a very early age to tell us to settle. We all have something to give back to this world and humanity. So, by doing that, doing the little test, the little pretend test and stuff, there's no fucking editing in this podcast. There's no fucking pretend. There's no censorship. There's no filtering. None of that. This is Savage Mind fucking podcast. There's other shit for that. That is not this podcast. Now, when I get into the guest, stuff like that, I will do some editing. I will have to. No doubt. But as long as it's just me and my voice... This is what you fucking get. You don't get the music in the background. You're never going to get censorship. You're never going to get filters. You're never going to get a showcase of flexing something that I'm not. Because people like myself, I feel, are a rare breed these days. There's very few of us, but we're necessary. I'm setting in my... I could lie and say it's a studio, all this is fixed up, and but we're not. I'm sitting behind the desk, finally, finally started getting my video podcast equipment out. I've had for close or around 18 months, brand new in the box, to see how it's going to fit. I am in my studio, slash converted garage, slash storage area, slash eventually guest room. This particular room has been converted for about four years, but I haven't had it available to me yet. I've explained that story in the past. It's a long story. You know, we have grown children, people move back home, and they all, with the exception of what you already know, I don't have to explain in every podcast, everyone is doing well and has their own place, and and, and it was temporary, but I have no problem saying that we're resourceful and we're frugal, and uh, <clears throat> when this room got developed partially for this my mom was still here and i didn't plan on having to move her stuff in here either and we try to keep down story this is real life shit i'm talking to y'all real man which is a couple of grown kids have had to move back home it was only temporary it was to save that we don't we don't have that situation where grown children can move back home and just stay we don't do that because it's not healthy for anybody and grown people with children need their own space. And with the exception of what y'all know about, anybody in this community, in the Savage Mind podcast community, or knows me in real life, know the situation. I don't need to explain that about my son. Y'all know that. And I'll dive into that later. Uh, and no, nobody asked me. I'm just saying that. With the exception of that, we have two other grown children between both of us and two that are in high school. So, you know. That's one situation, and it's the tragic worst-case scenario. But nevertheless, in that in that time, my mom had passed away, 
and I had to move some of her stuff in here. I had to put it in, you know, I had an aunt that had stuff stored for me. Then she called me to come get it. Then I had to clear out of storage. And one kid moved back home, moved out. Another kid moved back here, had to put him out. And it's never been a revolving door. I feel like our kids, with that exception, are very constructive, very healthy, and they are very uh, productive in their adult life with their children. Because all of our grown children have children. And uh, I think that most of y'all know each situation is is very unique. But every other situation with our grown children is very productive. And, you know, I had to move. It's, it's been one thing after another with this room. And this is, again, trying to keep the overhead down. It's kind of like I tell people about training or working out. Whether it be teenagers or anything. You go buy your kids or y'all go buy all this gear. And if you have the money, cool. If you can, some people say I do it because I can. Well, fucking more power to you. That still don't make you fucking legit. It still don't make you the fucking real deal. It still don't make you a fucking beast or nor a savage or a badass, okay? Just because you can buy the shit. Don't go buy your kids Under Armour. Go buy them all the shit. Go buy them fucking, I don't care if it's BMX racing, mountain biking, whatever sport it is. Go buy them a fucking home gym. And they haven't even got their feet wet and see if they're even going to stay with it. You should be able to operate off of very little resources. That's what. That's how you really know if you really want it. No excuses. Use what you have. It doesn't matter how much money or resources you have. Use what's available. This is how I do everything. I move up the scale in accordance to how serious I am, how much involvement I have, and how much time I spend doing it. On anything. So like with the podcast. Let me go out and give me a studio first. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't do that. Which I don't. <clears throat> Wine. We are in Texas. And if you live in Texas, you know that we often get multiple seasons in the same fucking week. So we were at 80 degrees the other day. We knew we were getting rain. I mentioned to my family. Watch this. We're not going to get cold and rain separately. We're going to get it both together. And I'll be damned if that's not what happened. 45 degrees, fucking pouring rain last night and today. In two days, it's supposed to be 80 degrees again. <laughs> now, hey, I, we, we, we take the good with the bad. That's what I do in life. You take the good with the bad. There's more good days than bad days. If you focus on the bad, it takes away from the good. So chilling. I stayed in all day today. I even did a very miniature workout, had my workout clothes on to go, and I was going to go to one of the very rare times I go to the gym, and was going to, against my belief system, use the treadmill, which I have one in my house, didn't feel like fucking with it, because I don't lift weights while I was there, and I decided not to, I got too big, sometimes, this is the thing, I never, I never get lazy, I don't say lazy days and stay around on the fucking couch all day, unless I'm sick or I'm fucking totally exhausted, I worked on material, podcast stuff, writing all fucking day. Besides my few errands, I had to run to the store and take the kids to school and stuff like that. That's my life. That's real fucking life. These are all our responsibilities. If you let your responsibilities take away from your purpose, then you're never going to get there. Then you don't want it bad enough. I've spent, it's what, whatever time it is right now, it's the evening, it's dark outside. And I've spent all day working on this shit. But in the same clothes, been in solitude in here, with the exception for the couple hours I ran to town to run some errands. This is what I've been doing. 
I dropped down, did some push-ups, did some crunches, did some curls. It's on me. Did some stretching, decided, fuck it. I got to get back to this riding. That, that's how you find balance. You don't find balance before you get started on stuff. You got to throw yourself in the fucking fire and then figure out balance. But you got to find it when you have loved ones and family. You have to. And that's what I had to do. I used to didn't understand that. You can't find it first. You got to get started first. So we're like 45 degrees and raining. And I'm in my, like I said, my podcast slash converted garage slash studio slash guest room. We're going to fucking get there. This is the first stages to the last couple of days that I finally started. (laughs) I'm looking around all the shit I got to get out of here. It is very, um, how do I put it? Organized now. Stacked up. Some stuff is going to donations. Some stuff is going to storage. Some stuff is going to be given away. Just so I can make this room. This room, I'm, I'm speaking this into existence. This room will develop. There will be guests here. If anybody's not comfortable coming here, then don't. With all due respect, I don't care. I would love to have y'all. This is what I got. You don't make excuses, you make adjustments. I will turn this into a full-fledged guest place and studio. I will get an advance from that. Just not right now. I don't mind jumping into stuff. But also the whole premise and point of is to keep overhead down so I can continue to operate. It would help if I had more subscribers. Not necessary, but it would help all of y'all that listen. If you tune in once, periodically or consistently, there's a link wherever you platform you follow from that you can go subscribe and donate a per month donation. And yes, it will come out of your account. It's between 2 and $10.00. That's as high as it goes unless you put in another amount. No one can say they don't have that. No one they can't. can't. That, that's how much you pay for Spotify. That's how much you pay for your. That's how much I pay for my Audible account. That's nothing. That's one probably fast food fast food meal a day. That's our coffee for a few days. That's anything. Any donations are very humbly welcome. We're not going to beg for them, but if y'all are really supporters and you're really serious about it, that's what the fuck you would do. You would take the time, put in your debit card, and donate. We're not begging. We're just simply saying it would help, and we would appreciate it. Anyway, I want to get to something today, part two, of how I've had people ask me how I train, how I made adjustments, what's different with things I've done. We're not fucking professional athletes. I don't know. Whatever you want to call me. You want to call me a weekend warrior. I'm, it's my passion, my purpose. Whatever. There's a difference between passion and purpose. We're going to talk about that in another podcast. I've went over I've went over a lot of things of, 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 of my training over the years and how different that I've switched gears over the, the last couple of decades of training. My injuries, my, my, my thought process, my mind frame, uh, what I think is effective for me. Versus what I think is not very effective and things that I don't need to do. And at this stage in life, it is very much more beneficial to me mentally that I I, I attain the uh, physical attributes is just by a byproduct of, of what I do. Which is, it's not that I care that much about how I look with a shirt off or naked. It's about it, it's it helps, 
But it's it, when I was younger, it was more about that, no doubt. You don't. I didn't have the tools I do now. Now it is very much more mentally, and I have explained that over and over. And I'd be happy, <coughs> excuse me, to reach out to anybody privately that wants to reach out to me on any of my platforms and talk about that. If not, I encourage you to go listen to my, some of my other past, past podcasts or some of my videos. I got a YouTube. I got two YouTube channels. I've been very neglectful. I've never really got YouTube down. When I get to the video part of this podcast, I will be able to put that on YouTube. Hopefully, that will change the demographics of everything and and uh, uh, change the audience as well. But uh, I, I need to get back to that. Uh, there's so many things you have to post when you're building a brand with multiple pages. It's difficult to keep up with it all. That's why that the only plan is to do all of this full time. Yes, no matter how crazy that sounds to some of you, some of you get it. Probably the younger generation gets it. It can be done, but you can't stop. I don't stop. I may be behind on one thing, further ahead on something else. This, this, you can say a lot of irons in the fire. This one's gotten cold. This one's on fire. Hey, I need, that one's hot enough. I need to get back to this. It all matters. It all fits together. So today I wanted, this is part two of, I want to talk about how I changed some of my methods. This is not, Look, I, I will change, my training will change depending on what I do. What I'm going to be doing going forward after this is going to be different types of training because I will not be doing obstacle or terrain racing, okay? I'll dive into that on another podcast. I think I've explained that. So just to make it clear, I just got done with the Spartan Ultra Beast. I've done multiple, quite a few, not a lot, quite a few for, for, for my level of obstacle racing and Spartans. I've never done the ultra. I just completed it a couple weeks ago, and I talked about it in a podcast about a week ago, a week or two ago, the completion of it, and I've had people reach out to me in real life and on social media and ask about my training methods, what I did different, why I felt better after this race than I did races that were half of the distance, and it fucking blew my mind as well. Again, I experiment with a lot of shit on multiple categories of my life. You don't know... If you don't push the limits, you don't know what you're capable of or not capable of. If you don't experiment with shit, what works, what doesn't work more of this, less of that. So that's what I do on a lot of different things. And believe me, I mean a lot of different things. (laughs) Uh, Ultra beast part two, Spartan ultra beast part two. So let let me jump into this. I wanted to, this is very important for my own knowledge and this is very important for uh, other people that were asking. So I've been de- I had been deciding to experiment with my training considering I'm just now starting to get my feet wet into ultra running. And what I mean by that, I've been running for years as I have said, but I technically have not did an ultra till this year. Now, ultra is anything over a marathon. That's that's my understanding after running for over 20 years. And I said it before, I've done half marathons, done a couple of uh Regular marathons, not. I have no expectations of the speed or what my pace is. I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. I just never entered enough stuff. But I haven't did any super ultras. Uh, as I've explained before, I did the Goggins 4x4x48 challenge in March, which was 48 miles and 48 hours. It was four miles every, every four hours for 48 hours. I did my own challenge in June. If y'all remember that, if not, reach out to me. I can send you what I did of part of the implementation installment of me developing my own savage code like y'all see you see the 75 hard you see all these other things i am not trying i will i am developing my own code 
And I hope that some of y'all will get on board with it. But I'm going to do it different. So it's going to, it's taking a while. I did mine in June, which was like barely, it was supposed to be over a marathon. I barely got 26.7 miles, but I also did like 200 crunches. I did like 200 burpees. I did like 200 pushups. I did a bunch of other shit and I dialed in my time and I posted all that. I have all that saved. That was in June. And then I had my Spartan Ultra on October 23rd, which was 30 plus miles of a <clears throat> rugged terrain. It was over 60 obstacles, comma. I mean, uh, 60, I didn't say comma, 60 obstacles in addition to uh, whatever burpees or penalty laps that you had to do. And it had a, a you know, a time limit cut off, not just on the whole race. If you didn't make that cut off by the first lap, as I explained, which was something around six, six and a half hours. If you did not complete it, my start time was seven. So if I didn't make that cutoff time by around 1.30, between 1.30 and 2, they didn't let you finish the rest of the race. And if you did not finish the whole, if you did make that cutoff time and you did not finish that first the whole race in 14 hours, uh, I'm not sure what happens, but your, your chip timed out. My goal was 13 hours. I said it realistically, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So like I said, I've been experimenting, getting my feet wet in, 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 in ultra. This year, I did, counting that one, did technically three ultras. First time in my life. Uh, like I said, the Goggins, I did my own challenge in June. <clears throat> um Savage Lifestyle Challenge, my developing the Savage Code. I still have so much to develop on this. Really, I do. I have no idea how long it's going to take me or what all it's going to entail. So most of my decisions are made on my runs. My plans, arranging things in my life, coordinating stuff, how I put my vision and mission and thoughts together. I make adjustments, control my fucking anxiety. I can't stress that enough. That is how I control my anxiety and keep my depression. So, excuse me. So it doesn't turn into depression at an arm's distance as much as I can. And let me, let me, let me be specific about this. It is a fucking daily battle. Not once a week. Not once a month. Not when I fucking feel like it. It's once every fucking day I have to do it. As soon as I get up and get going. So I can have. Look, this is how I control not only my anxiety, but my sanity, how I have awakenings. I feel sorry for people who haven't had awakenings in life or people who have ignored them. It's like ignoring red flags. You've seen it. You felt it. You felt it in your gut, your intuition, your soul, and you ignored it. Don't ignore those things. You'll pay for it later to create the best fucking life possible for me and my loved ones. There are so many more brutal suffering challenges out there. Races than this, I know. Ultra terrain racing, super mega ultras, definitely more uh, suffering things in real life that I've endured and other people have endured more. But I have to analyze, compare, and measure to only what I have done in the past leading up to this point and what I have told myself and my loved ones of what I am going to do Going forward in the future. (coughs) Excuse me. I have only told a handful of people this. This is what I train for hours. 
This is what training for hours does for me. It's my mental. This is how all these things I just listed. If you want to know why I do what I do, that's why I do what I do. Some things that I never got out of being a gym rat. I used to be a gym rat or the gym rat life. Not down in anyone that does that. It's still better than not doing anything. Whatever your goal is, that's your business. Not to say that lifting weights and working out at the gym wasn't physically beneficial. And well, somewhat mental, I guess. Just my experiences, it's no comparison to trail running, <clears throat> being alone with my thoughts, my music for long periods of time. You go to different places. Anyone that does this can relate to this. If you haven't, then you don't get it. So this brings me to some of my training methods that I use consistently and some things I have changed and been experimenting with. And some of them are no compromise. There are some things with my methods and tactics that I will not compromise. And there's things I need to change. Like anything, listen to that. There's things I need to change. We all, there's no finish line. There is no, there's never not room to grow on anything for the mind, body, and soul. Just as I need to make, I know I did. So I decided that, hey, I need to try this different, especially with my injuries. So one thing I have really used my whole life on my road runs, my training in the gym is my music, but I've never, ever used it on an obstacle race. Believe that or not. For how many ever races I've done, it's probably a quarter what I plan to do. But I've never used it. And the reason being is because usually it, you're so far out there. It's such rugged terrain. Uh, you you know, I know technology's got different advancements. When I first started these races and like, not Spartan, but obstacle racing in 2010, a lot of times you get wet. We didn't have the waterproof case. I didn't, I didn't know about them. Waterproof headphones, cases, music, uh, Spotify, Apple Play, and all that stuff at that time. And I'm slow on those things sometimes because I get rid of excess. Anything that I feel like is not necessary on anything in my life, I feel like abundance causes chaos so if i don't think i need it then i don't utilize it or implement it in what i'm doing and um sometimes I find out i do need it uh, but just because society or or, or, or advertisement tells me or that my social social people that you know socially tell you, you need it doesn't mean you need it obviously you don't yeah, i got i got so many examples for that this time this is what again what i'm going over for people just tuning in I'm going over what I did, what are my no compromise training methods and my tactics and what did I change? So y'all listen closely if y'all are interested. Going for anything you may want to do, this is what I did. I downloaded two to three playlists, my ultra playlist and my training playlist and what I call my savage discipline playlist. It's my mental shit. When I got to really fucking dig deep and I'm fucking walking it out. Barely fucking making it. Don't feel like fucking going any longer. And I don't really like running to people talking at all. I don't, matter of fact. But, excuse me, I had to put my glasses down. I had to switch the glasses out. Yeah, I'm at that stage where I have one pair of glasses for one thing, another pair of glasses for something else. Just figured that out. So, anyway, this time I divided, I decided to get water a waterproof, waterproof case, upgrade my Spotify. And I have to laugh at this, man, because... I've been had Spotify for a few years. 
Thank you, Spotify. Y'all are one of my main platforms, you and Apple Play. Thank you very much for keeping me on. Uh, and I always get pissed at the commercials and it tells me upgrade to premium for a small price and you only let you skip six times, won't let you back play the songs, won't let you put them on repeat. And I've been doing that for fucking a few years, man. And I always wonder why I couldn't download the songs. You know what I mean? Download them to your phone so you don't have to worry about losing service. Again, uh, maybe it's my age group people shit. So I upgraded to Spotify. Bingo. I could do all that shit. I mean, to premium, could do all that shit. And, I'll, and I wouldn't have done it if I didn't need some playlists. That's the only reason I've done it. So I got, like I said, I got the waterproof case. Upgraded my Spotify. Uh, it's like $10 a month, some shit like that. So one thing that is law before race day or getting close to race day, especially race day, this is fucking law, is you don't change your routine. You don't change what you eat. You don't. Change what you take in, your drink, if you drink energy drink, if you drink coffee, whatever it is, you don't you don't decide to do that on race day. It could be a major fucking damper in your plans. Just FYI on that. But then again, music is what I think is fucking law. And I thought, I, I, I live by this. Sometimes if my shit used to die or my battery didn't have enough on my phone or my headphones, died, I stopped my fucking run. Go back, fucking charge them, and then go finish my workout. That's how brutal I was about it. Now, where I'm at, I don't do that. I can finish it out. So anyway, never doing a challenge of this magnitude, my thinking was hours and hours. I have to have some music. I'm going to dig deep in my head. I'm going to go to a dark place mentally, but I just can't be out there for that many hours with nothing by choice. So I decided to upgrade and and, and um, never, uh, I really had never downloaded my playlist because I had everything available. So the playlist really helped me a lot. And, I, and it, what, what I did, I downloaded, I needed, this is what I had to figure out. I had needed about nine to 10 hours of music. And I think my waterproof headphones were only good for about nine hours without dying. At this time, I had figured that I would it would take me approximately 13 hours on this race. I looked at stuff realistically. <coughs> Excuse me. Planned for the best, prepared for the worst. Realistically, there's a 14-hour cutoff. It's going to take me about 13 hours. Long as I get under the cutoff limit, I do not care. I don't care who's ahead of me or whatever. So, <clears throat> another thing I did, uh, I got a fanny pack. <laughs> I've never done that. And I got a water pack. Some people call it a camel pack, whatever you fucking call it. And I got that uh, from my best friend. He had one, so I didn't have to buy one. See, that's what I mean by buying stuff. You don't even know if you're going to use it again. So, I was going to buy one. He said, hey, I got one, man. Never use one. Uh, the fanny pack, I don't, I don't wear them. I don't like them. I don't, I don't, I don't like a lot of shit on me like that. I, I don't even carry my wallet on me. I keep it put up. Uh, I don't like keys in my pocket. None of that shit. Weird, weird little things that bother me. I like shit out of my pockets. Uh, my plan was to wear the camel pack with some other supplies. Then I realized how bulky it was with the other supplies in there. And I felt like it would slow me down. 
And I feel like I particularly was going to get in the way because I was going over some of the obstacles in my head. So what I did was I made the call to keep it in transition area. Y'all heard me talk about the transition area. Now, I didn't sit down in the transition area. I didn't even see it. I was, you know, Again, I, my anxiety and shit so high for those races, I didn't go check it out. But I had my mamacita and my, my Bella with me, which is my wife and my, my oldest granddaughter. So I figured, this is what I told them. I got my stuff in my fanny pack I need, which was like a Cliff Bar, Liquid IV. Uh, I had some Neosporin, a couple Band-Aids, uh, gel shots. Just enough where it wasn't too much. I can't remember what else was in there. And I said, I'm going to evaluate if I need the camel, the, the water pack, whatever you want to call it, at the halfway point transition area. She said, are you sure? I said, yes. This was my thinking. Other races, sometimes I bypass a water station. Stupid. Especially most of these other races. And nearly every race I did was between May and August. I would put them in the middle of the heat on fucking purpose. Which end up, I've never not completed a race, but it, 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 it hindered me later. I didn't know that then, I know that now. So I said I would evaluate at a halfway point. Once I got to the halfway point, and I, I was so totally blown away for me, for me, that I couldn't believe that I made the time I did. That I was, shit, almost a couple, uh, over an hour and a half ahead of my goal, my halfway point. So then there's other things you start thinking about. Do I need to slow down? Am I going too fast? Did I go too hard? You know, you don't want to, it's, it's like anything. Am I, am I doing too much? Am I not doing it? This is how people like us think. Look, I always say this, and I'll say this over and over on podcasts, real life, whatever. There can't no motherfucker be harder on me than I am on myself. There is nothing you can fucking put me through that I won't put myself through. There ain't shit you can do to me to make me work harder than I don't fucking work on myself. Y'all hear that, motherfuckers? That's why shit like that, y'all, y'all, some of y'all get pissed because shit don't phase us like it does other people. You can't put more on me than I put on myself. Anyway, so once I got the halfway point, I decided not to take it again because I felt good enough that I felt like Maybe I didn't need to take that. I was afraid that it might hinder stuff. I was doing so good without it. But I had stopped at every water and egg station. Even when I didn't want it, I took the water anyway, which is something I didn't do in the past. And here's some more key. These things are key things that I did in, in experimenting with my training for this Ultra B specifically. When I go forward with other stuff I'm doing, and y'all will see what I'm going to be doing. And I just want to be clear about this. I'm not going to call the names out of what I'm going to be doing. It's taking me. It's going to take me a year or two to even mentally prepare for what I'm about to fucking take on. Y'all hear me? Not to do, to get fucking prepared mentally to even feel like I can do it. Okay? One, my music, my mental discipline playlist. My fanny pack. My water pack, camel pack, whatever you want to call it. Here's my diet. Oh, excuse me. Not my diet. I cut back. First first of all, let, let, me, let me say this. I cut back on how many days I trained. And I spent more days in recovery. 
and rest days. And usually I feel guilty about that. Let me say this, and I'll get into this in another podcast. I have never, ever, I've always trained and worked out hard, but I ain't never recovered and took care of my body the way I was supposed to. Never. Now that I'm heading into my late 40s, I have to. I can't do nothing about what I've already did, but I can change it going forward, okay? I've never treated my injuries right. I've seen a fucking massage therapist three times my whole fucking life, and two of them were at a resort. Never fucking did cryotherapy. I've never got my feet tended to. For 20 plus years, I wore steel toes and walked miles every day. I haven't done that in six years. That helps, but I still feel the effects of them. The only thing that hindered me that whole race was my fucking feet. My feet fucked up. I feel like the rest of my body felt good. Understand this. I wore my body out at a young age, not necessarily for the challenges and workouts I did, for a fucking job. Y'all hear that? I did it at a fucking plant. Putting in too many hours, going above and beyond with shit I didn't. Some I had to do and some I didn't have to do. And people did not remember it later. We'll talk about that in another podcast. So what I did on the rest days, which is something I never did, I trained harder on the days I did train. And trained less days and took more days in recovery. Again, experimenting. I also changed my diet. And let me be specific as I can about this. I went low carb. Not no carb. Not no cheat meals. No. I went no desserts. I went no fried foods. I really don't drink a lot of Cokes or any of that anymore anyway. I think I might have had two diet drinks. That's on me. Uh, let me, I had, I cut out beer. I still drink my wine, drinking wine right now. The why I do that, me, beer is heavy. Beer slows me down. Wine doesn't. I can drink a fucking bottle of wine. You know I mean? A bottle, bottles, bottle ain't as much as y'all think it is. It's probably about fucking four glasses. That's it. No beer, go to bed, get up, feel fresh. And I always, it's not always that way with beer. And beer usually curbs my appetite. And it ramps me up when wine mellows me out. So when I say I changed my diet on those things, I probably had, I say low carb, no bread. I probably had six pieces of bread the whole time. If I ordered something, I never ordered. If I had to get some meals to go, I ordered no fries. And sometimes I ordered without the bun or the bread. Little things like that. No desserts, no fried foods at all. When I say I cut out beer, I think I had between eight and 10 in 30 or 40 days. That ain't shit for me. That's two days for me normally. Even when I'm training most of the time, yes. I train first, do all the shit I need to do. I drink beer at the end of the day. Most people can't get stuff done because they do other shit ahead of time. Unless I'm on vacation, I don't do that shit. I ate lots of fish. Of course, I work full-time in seafood. Lots of fresh fish. I didn't get any of it fried. It was all grilled with vegetables, no fries, any of that. Every piece of fish I got was grilled. I ate all meat, salad, uh, and this is this is fucking law. I do this most of the time anyway, but it's real specific during training. No less than three liters of water a day, preferably high alkalinity, high pH, and at least one gallon, if not more, every fucking day. That's mandatory. Like I said, no fast food. I think I ate Chick-fil-A twice, and I was fucking starving, and I went... My go-to at Chick-fil-A is the, uh, is the uh, <clears throat> spicy deluxe. With honey mustard. 
and fries, and I think I got grilled with no, uh, took one bun off and macaroni and cheese. Again, I'm just keeping it fucking real. Uh, like I said, I still had wine almost every single night. Also, I do this when I'm not training. I probably drink two or three gallons of cranberry juice, some kind of cranberry drink every week, and I usually get the diet. And that's the same thing I do with coaching people. It's like it still has aspartame in it and all this stuff. Okay, it, it, it's, too, it's too sweet for me. I usually don't. I just don't want the sugar. I get it, man. I get the diet. It has less juice in it. It still helps me. It's a natural cranberry juice is a natural diuretic. You need to you need to use the rest to pee a lot, and I take I piss a lot between the water and that. That's this is what I do. I'm just telling you what I do. I also did shorter runs, which is something I haven't did in years. Did shorter runs. <clears throat> Especially when I was under time constraints. I uh, Back before this, if I was under time constraints, because I couldn't get the workout in I wanted and the magnitude and the distance, I would just skip the workout and double up on another day. And I quit doing that. I was like, no, if it's two miles, then that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do this. And then I'll do something another day. <clears throat> I Also, I, this is a big challenge for me. I also slowed down my pace. Uh, my, excuse me. My, 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 my pace. I slowed down my pace. The closer I got to race day, as my training was winding down, which has always been difficult for me. And I don't want to say in no way, not that my pace is blistering, because it's not. Even at this age, and long as I've been running, I've never been a great runner. I'm not a good runner, because I was a sprinter. My mind still thinks like that sometimes. I didn't run the mile, any of that in school. The longest I ever ran was a 400 open quarter. That's it. I was a 100-meter sprinter. Again, going back to teenage years. But I still was like that till about my mid-20s. But I run my own fucking race. And that's the only race I'm going to run. I'm not going to run nobody else's race, compare or compete with anyone. That's why no one's welcome with me. So I made myself run slower so I could make the adjustments because I knew in that race I was going to have to run slower to pace myself. <clears throat> I also cut down my training length down on days. As in, sometimes for even smaller races, I would train 90 to 120 days out. And then what I would do is I felt like I would, as I got, I would often get burned out. And so let me say this. I didn't train less. I trained different. Sometimes I'd go so far out and I'd go so fucking hard. That I get burned out before I'd get there, man. Close to race day, and a lot of times when you do that, like anything, you get I, I'd hit cruise control, and then I wouldn't I wouldn't focus, and then I beat myself up about it. So I just I cut down the time. I think I was somewhere between a total of sixty days, and then I went on vacation. So that week I still did some basic shit while I was in Mexico on vacation, because when I got back home, I went straight to fucking hardcore training because i had exactly 30 days so it was 60 days cut down to 45 cut down to 30 hardcore days and then i had the back injury when i got back talk about that my back injury this is what i did i switched two weeks around i switched them out from my recovery light week and my hard last week of training i switched them around what I did was I reached out to a fucking hardcore brother of mine. He's another fucking, he's a savage Iron Man. I ain't going to say his name. He knows who he is. Uh, and ask him. I, he's going to be on the podcast in the future. I, I, I feel like that he's going to be a guest more than once. I, I, again, your network isn't always people you hang out with 
regularly or you've even been with in person. We network, we talk every week, man, and we give each other all kinds of tools and we've never met up in person. That's about to change. And he recommended that I switch those weeks out, that I needed to recover. But he knew I was going to beat myself up about it. So he said, take this week that was going to be your third week before the race, switch that to this week and do what you were going to do this week that week. But you need to give yourself six to eight days of recovery. Uh, do your last, I did my last hardcore challenge. He recommended eight days before it and then just do some basic stuff. And he's an Iron Man, so I listened to him as well. I did it six days out. That was the time parameters I had. And it worked, man. I didn't know if it was going to work. I, like I said, I took a water break at every water station if I wanted or not. First time at the recommendation of my daughter, I took liquid IV. Now, I'm not talking about the IV you actually get in your arm. They have that too. I've never tried that. I may try that going forward with something else in the future. But this was a... You buy it in pouches. Again, I'm late on some stuff. I never tried it. And I took it, I think, <sighs> once or twice in the first phase of the race. I put in my water cup. Now, it's supposed to be mixed with like 16, 20 ounces of water. And those little cups we get weren't. So what I did was I poured it in there out of my fanny, fanny pack. Mixed it around super strong. I just kept diluting it. While it settled at the bottom, drink like three cups. I think I did one, one or two during the first 15 plus miles. I drank one in transition, which I ate a banana, almonds, Cliff Bar, uh, trail mix, and I went and finished out the race. But I, I, I took one first half, I believe one or two. I took one in transition. I took one to finish the race. And it was fucking game changer, man. Never had tried that. So that made me nervous of how it would settle with my stomach and things like that. Uh, first time I ever tried that. Also, <clears throat> uh, just different strategies, man. Like, you know, like, a, hey, slow down my pace. I don't have to scale this hill. Um. When I was on a da downhill ascent, as long as I could still run, I let gravity kind of take me. I ran when I could, walked when I needed to. In the last, the last how many ever miles on that second leg, most mostly every ultra was walking. You're, you're not running at that point. It, it, it's my 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 pace walking was faster than what I could jog. So there were some of the things I did, and I'm sure there's some I left out. Like I said, I, I post my some of my other stuff I do for obstacles. And here's another thing I did. Uh, some obstacles I knew I couldn't do. Again, y'all, anybody knows me knows my injuries. Hernia, my back. I didn't even try to go do the challenges. I went straight to the penalty lap or straight to the burpees. That's what I did. A lot of times I would say I wasn't going to do them, and I still would go try them. Then I'd end up having to do both or get halfway done to have to do them. I just went straight there. If, if I seen something that I was familiar with or something I knew could put me on the fucking ground and get me fucking on a stretcher out of there, which is what would have happened, I did not want to not complete that race. But I still want to do it fair. And I want to be honest with myself, and that's what I've done. So uh, I finished it three hours ahead of my goal. I surprised myself. Still a lot of people to finish before me. That has nothing to do with it. But... 
what I did was I set my goal for myself and I completed that. So what that did was give me the confidence to know I can do other things. As I have said, after this, I won't be doing Spartan Race for a couple of years. Because what it's going to take from my body, mind, and spirit to get myself mentally ready, what I'm about to take on, I'm going to need at least at least a year or two to prepare. And I'll talk to you all about that later. I'll, let you, I'll share that with you all soon. So this is part two, wrapping up uh, what I did on my training methods and how I switched stuff on my just my diet, my 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 gear, everything I did. I, anybody that wants this information, I hope it helps. I'll see y'all later in another few days for the next podcast. It'll be something totally different. I got reached out to about this, so I wanted to to give in detail as much as I could. Never hesitate to reach out to me. If I don't answer right away, I will always respond and I will give you detail. Probably more than you asked for. <laughs> but that, that's just the kind of person I am. And I'm not going to apologize for it because that's what I do. And I'm, 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 I'm not going to veer away from that. You can either read it or not. Just like when people tell me I do long posts. You'll watch some dumb shit or something else you want to. If, if something's important to you, you'll take the time to listen and read it. It's that simple. And if it's not, you won't. And if you, if you choose to get offended by it, that's your fucking problem. But I appreciate every one of y'all. Uh... Uh, any encouragement, any support on any level for not just they're not talking about this race. I'm talking about anything. Uh, I, we're moving forward, and we're excited. I'm excited, and uh, I'm stoked, and I, I can't wait to y'all get to put some of you people get to put these faces and names together, and uh, you get to see my face as well. And I hope to see your lovely savage faces as as well as guests or or. or Whatever y'all want to be a part of this. And some people that wasn't on board, they're going to be on board because that's already happening now. So, again, Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play, iTunes. I don't know if it's on iTunes anymore. Uh, Anchor, Spreaker, Overcast, Savage Mind Designs, Savage Lifestyle, Savage Challenge, Savage Code coming, Savage Mind Podcast. Love y'all. Talk to y'all later.